Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know the lot. That's right. That's right. Goodness sake. We're serious now. This is real serious. Uh, welcome back to Late Night Playset. My name is Jay Ryan. I would like to take this opportunity to ask you to please like and subscribe this channel. I've never asked people to start doing that, but now we're doing that. Uh, so please do. Thanks so much. Mrs. Ryan's here. Mr. Magnus Walker's here. He's going to be the guest this evening. Hannah's here to who, uh, support as well. They're together, but not together, but together, but not together. Of course, they're together, but they're not here officially together. She's just supporting Magnus. Uh, Magnus Walker is going to be in here in a few minutes. We are going to be talking about uh, a lot of new projects he's got going on. Got a uh, very questionable GVBC tomorrow with the weather, Christmas Eve. Oh, hence the hat. <laughs> Mrs. Ryan's here. She's not walking too well today, but her personality is absolutely shining. Wait till you see her. Uh, late night playset starts in just a few minutes. Let's see who's here already. Babes and Classics, so happy to actually be here today. Uh, hippie, yay. Hi, Danny. I'm going to kill this damn. Echoes awful. There we go. Uh, 562 VR4 joined. Thanks for being here, everybody. Troy's 5356 is here. All right. Awesome. Late night playset starts right now. You trim your beard. You look great. And he did a shave. Everybody looks great. Oh, All wow, right. wow, 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 look at that. Bubbles inside. 
Oh, we made it. We made it. Oh, bubble wrap, bubble tree, bubble everything. Good grief. Everything for the holidays. Oh, Hannah and Magnus are loving this in the other room. All right. Let's see. Are we back here? All right. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. How are Hello. you? Good evening. Welcome back to the Late Night Playset. Don't mind the hat. It's, oh, it's not Christmas Eve. Shit, it's Christmas Eve Eve. Is that right? The 23rd of December, 2021. It's Thursday, everybody. Our guest is Magnus Walker. Hannah's in the house as well to support. Boy, I'm looking at his shoes over there, and they really are broken in. I feel every time I think mine are broken in, I, I see him, and I go, oh, no, I got a ways to go. Plenty of ways to go. Uh, Magnus is here. We're going to be talking to him about all of the things and whatever you guys want to, to talk about. Uh, get that man some bubbles. Okay, Magnus, calm down, sir. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being here. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, how are you doing today? What's happening with you? Let's start there. The most important thing. Today's one of the most terrifying days I've had. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I, I, did, I knew that. And I, Okay, so tell everybody why. What's going on with you? Things stopped working. They, it, it, this is, there's a million reasons I hit that dumb question. How are you? But like, it changes so fast. Like I could walk with the walker fine earlier and now I can't. Yeah. Is that energy? What is it? Is it like the food you consume? Like, you know what I mean? Like what have we, can we figure out what the heck does what so we can start pulling the strings a little better? A little bit. I made a huge faux pas with the medicine situation, and that's really messing with my head, which is messing up everything else. But like too much, too little, too not the right combination. Okay. So that's on. And that screws up everything. Your head, your body. Everything, and it's like I have to restart everything again. I know your body's really bad today. I want you to know that you are being very clear. You're. I feel like you're communicating what you hopefully what you want to it seems like you're being very clear even though you're saying oh it's not so good that's awesome that helps me know which is what because i i thought i knew what was missing but now i now i know for sure <laughs> oh i'm sorry hang in there merry christmas <laughs> <laughs> do what you can you know one day at a time we were just talking to hannah about that before the show she we haven't let's see i don't remember the last time we saw her together i've seen her a couple times but maybe it was it a Peterson event or something like that? You would have been in the wheelchair. And the irony is, even though you know a wheelchair is kind of like not the most positive thing in the world, you generally have more energy when you're in the wheelchair because you're not having to support yourself. Gravity is a bitch to you. It's getting worse. <laughs> so even though it's only 20, 30 feet from bedroom to studio with the walker, that's enough to knock you out for the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's bananas. But that's strange me. for other people to understand when we used to go to car we used to go to Pelican Parts and do three laps around that place, you know? Totally. It's a weird concept for anyone to understand. Like I don't get it still. So weird. Well, you know, you're being a support system for people now, which is really, really great. But who is your support system? Obviously there's a lot of people who care about you, but like none of us know more about MS than you do. Other than you by default, probably no one. Like, oh, it's yeah. really... Because people don't get it and they scatter. Because they can't fix it. I know a lot of fixers and people that pride themselves on fixing things and no one can fix it. All of your old friend, all Everyone in your old job was a fixer. Yeah. 
So everyone I knew, which was a lot of people, but like no one can fix this and they don't want to look stupid by not being able to. Oh, that's hilarious. So It's their just, own ego that makes them retreat. So they just disappeared instead. I always thought it was, you remember that movie, The Beach? Mm-hmm. You remember when the one guy gets like bitten by the shark or sick or whatever the fuck, but he's, you know, there's nothing they could do for him. And like, eventually they just drag him out into the woods. <laughs> I I always thought like it was because of something like that where, oh, people don't like to be around sick people. You know, some people don't like to go to hospitals. Some people don't like to go to nursing homes. Um, well, this is not either of those. Coming here is like going to a convalescent type place because of <laughs> the apparatus that's around. There's wheelchairs and walkers around and just the way we have to live our life. Is it maybe just uncomfortable for some people to be around? That and they can't fix it. Either way, like neither does anything for me. So I'm not missing out. Right. I love a lot of people, but like I don't need that energy. Anybody who wants to be in your life can't be. It's, yeah. Oh, you're the best. Uh, Well, we need to figure out a support system for you. I mean, I know you've got what you've got, but... I don't know. I wish, I wish, you know, like Jamie Lynn was so awesome and she was three blocks away, but she just moved to Texas. Now she's Jamie Lynn in Siegler. a different state. <laughs> yeah. And it was awesome for you to have like an MS person to even just be able to just text every once in a while or just send a message just that you guys were always caring about each other. And that still occurs, by the way. I guess you could still do that. But like, you can't just on a whim get together for coffee today. Yeah, our lives are very different. She is a totally different situation in a different place. We've talked about Selma Blair before, but like, I'm trying to think in the old days, I feel like we both used to know so many connections to her. But what about nowadays? Is that somebody that you have reached out to or would? I know you have some mutual friends, but we have mutual friends, and one who's really close to her has kept me apprised of like how hard she's dealing with shit. So I haven't reached out. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Out of respect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's so high profile. I'm sure she's getting that from everybody. But you know what I mean? Just other people. They don't have to be famous, but other people going through this. It's just... In our circle, you're the only one. People don't really talk about it. Like, they don't. Because they can't fix it, and no one wants to be the poster child for a problem that can't be fixed. Oh, yeah, that's a weird one, because it's a declining type of... uh, and everyone's different, and like you get the questions of like, what, what, what do you need? And it's different every minute of every day. So I'm not lying, but people assume I am because of my old job and how flippant this comes across. Like, oh, in that, like, it, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, you're, yeah, the, the, like the words are. You're like you're talking it more serious than it actually. I feel like everybody can see you now. When it was the invisible disease, and you're like, oh, I have MS, and things suck, and but you still looked fine i feel like that was maybe a thing but now you're very obviously suffering from something you're no longer it's no longer invisible for you i'm obviously broken but people go as far as like someone they knew broke a foot and that was why they were under chair so oh, i see i see the energy thing is still invisible people oh, don't get it you're a warrior hang in there keep doing what you're doing that's what i'm saying to, to hannah one day at a time because there's really no other way to do it you just got to handle it that way because your shit changes moment to moment yeah Oh, man. Well, I love you. We all love you. Everybody out here, I don't know if you saw any of the messages coming here, but they're all very, very kind and supporting and very nice. And hello, everybody. Hello. Let's wave the hell out of people. That's fucking crazy here. Pete, what's up? Grand Impression, Mark F. Medina, Bobby Bass. Hey, y'all. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, Hank on Camera 4 is here. Hello, Hank on Camera 4. ND98, Raiden Motors, some guy, 911 Anchorman, Paul Rivera. (laughs) 
What's up, Paul Rivera? Will we be seeing you tomorrow is the question. Oh, boy. We should talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about it when Magnus gets in here. We were having the conversation about snow and the crest. and I feel like it's been mild this year. <laughs> but am I wrong about that? In the previous years, Black Friday, remember, it was like there was three feet of snow on the ground. It's been mild, but I looked at the weather again like it's recurring mm, this okay. year. All right. It looks cold. All right. Well, I don't think there's going to be snow any, any snow tomorrow. I don't. I don't know why I say that. I'll probably be wrong. I don't, th I don't feel snow. I feel rain. I feel like we're going to be on the porch, um, you know, out of the rain, but I don't think it'll be cold and snowy. That's what I saw, too. All right, good. Awesome. Uh, the Great Hack, everybody. What's going on with The Great Hack? Uh, well, nothing new. <laughs> nothing new. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Magnus put us in touch with Damon. Damon's put in touch with Dimitri. Dimitri got his guy over at Meta, whatever, whatever it's called now, uh, to work some magic. And the truth is, they all did work some magic. Unfortunately, I'm the asshole here in that <laughs> because of the haste of the whole situation and the, oh, no. <laughs> when he asked for the a, a new recovery email, I, I gave him one and I transposed one of the letters of my own email address that I've had for 20 years. <laughs> so I still don't have access. So somebody else uh, offered to whatever, send another thing and another request and they're trying to get it. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I feel uh, definitely equal parts to blame at this point. That is for sure. <laughs> I am confident we'll get it back. I don't know when. Um, it could be tonight. It could be tonight. It could be tomorrow. Tomorrow would be what? Two weeks? Two weeks without it? Yes. <sighs> Thanks for everybody following the other one in the meantime. It's been a lot of fun until I got blocked on that one. If you noticed I've disappeared, it's because I can no longer like or comment or follow people or uh, post anything. The only thing I have access to currently is my stories, and I can, I can story like crazy. So crazy. <laughs> so so <laughs> if you're looking for anything from me as far as what's going on with GVPC or the show or anything else, it's becoming increasingly more difficult to find. <laughs> the real J. Ryan 111 for now. I just can't post anything there. Uh, yeah, that's what's going on. All right, viewer mail real quick. Got a very nice... Oh, jeez, I'm rolling over the bubble. Oh, good grief. Don't mind me. It's bubble wrap <laughs> from the bubbles. And it's hilarious because this thing came... Like, this isn't even what I meant to do. This has a refill station built in. I guess I didn't do this right. I should have just filled it in. What I did was I emptied out all those canisters and did them one by one. <laughs> Probably not. The pressure how was it on. Was meant to be done. The pressure was on. Uh, let's see. Here was a lovely gift that somebody gave me the other day, and you know, I, I mean, people give you stuff all the time, but I just, I'm so grateful every time. So I just want to say thanks. Thanks to Frank who gave me a yellow 911. Um, I don't even know what this is. It's not a Hot Wheels. It's it's cooler than that. It's got it's got parts on it. Like it's got a ski rack and stuff. Majorette. <laughs> Major red, like a like a like the drum major. Like a drum. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Either way, I think it's super cool. I'm grateful for it. It will find its way somewhere in the studio over here, probably by the. There's a bunch of Magnus Hot Wheels over there and over there. We'll find a place for it. In the meantime, it'll go out here in the window. So, apologies. There we go. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, we got to do commercials and uh, get our guest in here. Is that about it? I think so. I think so. Viewer mail and that hack update. GBBC. I don't think there's going to be snow. I don't think so. I don't know why I say that. They say all that separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. St. Clair Insurance shops the top providers so you get the best coverage for your toys. What kind of toys are we talking about, Mrs. Ryan? 
Collector cars. Collector cars, sure, but what else? The companies and everything that needs to be insured to keep them moving. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's right. You got your collector cars. You got your collector car garages. You've got your homes. You've got your businesses that support all of those collections. All of those things are insurable. So if I were you, I'd go to Jeff Sinclair at <laughs> coverageforyourtoys.com. 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 Tell him you saw it here. Say hi over to Jeff Sinclair at Sinclair Insurance. Uh, this is Jay Ryan on behalf of Nicole Ryan from Late Night Playset, reminding you to please like, subscribe, and comment below. It feeds the internet algorithm and eventually us as well. That's Nicole saying that. I'm doing it because my, my, my mouth works better, but this is for her. You know you're doing awesome, right? Do you always know that in the back of no. your head? Nope. What do you think? You're failing Certainly every day? You're like, oh, geez, I, I blew another one. Today for sure. I'm so close. Nah, you're killing it. You're killing it. Everybody's grateful. Uh, in the meantime, the best bubbles in the world, if you saw before, are coming from the machine. The best bubbles in the world are made by Bubble Tree, the American bubble company. <laughs> you're all right, right? I'm talking to you. I'm <laughs> they can't see that on the podcast. <laughs> She's crying. She's crying, but but it but it it's okay. This is how we deal with things. We laugh and we cry. You want some hot sauce? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna get our guest Magnus in here. It's time for you to listen to these brief words <laughs> from our friends at Oh So Delicious Hot Sauce. The hot sauce, Nicole. Made for by bears. <laughs> Made by bears. Oh, so delicious. It's hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg. It's better on a slice. It's oh, so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce. Great on everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association. I'm Johnny Lieberman, and you're watching LMP. What does LMP stand for? Late Night Playset. Oh, yeah, that's I've been on there. Yeah, good show. You should like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. What are you driving today? 63 356B. Hey, 111. What are you driving today? likes to do the walk-in. Everybody, please do me a favor and welcome Mr. Magnus Walker. Hello, the urban outlaw himself oh, is here. Hello. Oh, oh. <laughs> Good to see you. Lovely. I feel like we just did that. Oh, <laughs> what's up, brother? 
brother. It's great to see you. Great to see you. Great to see you. Uh, you brought a whole thing. I guess we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, we can get to that in a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I'll start with one right here. There you go. This one's going to be up. awkward to open and awkward to pull it out. i got to watch my coffee cup. Don't knock anything over there. If you're as good to me, let me kill this echo here. If you're as good to me as I think you are, I might know what this is already. Well, but I just, you I don't can't, know what it is. I can't believe it. If so. You don't it's know what it is. Oh, man. It is awkward to open, but we're going to need the wide shot That's for this right. one. We're going to need the angle. wide shot for this one. you got to twist it and pull these twist things. Twist it and yeah, pull. And watch the coffee cup. There you go. Cue the drum roll. Drum roll, drum roll. Drum I know roll. what this is. Does anybody else know what you this is? This is, this is a very, very generous gift. I like that technique. It's like a reverse screw. <laughs> like an Archimedes <laughs> drill or something. I'm t- I don't want to damage the, the, the oh. art. All right, here we go. Willow's probably already stepped on it. She loves stepping on posters. <laughs> right, here we go. Here we go. You had it the right way. Other way. Oh, damn you it. can do it upside down for, for your Australian viewers. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There we go. Oh, How cool so is cool. this? Has every have you seen this online? You've seen you saw yeah. I posted this as well, saying that's who else the, wants this? I that's sure right. do. There you go. Oh, it's the this LA is amazing. River, yeah. That's two seven seven in the LA River. That's a, a fun collab I'm doing with. Geordie boy, Felix Holst. Felix. Felix, yeah. Former Hot Wheels guy. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love it's it. I mean, so I love fun. the artwork, but it was the size, everything about it. I already have a place for it. I already know what I'm going to do. Well, <laughs> when I saw it and I saw the measurements, I go, that's what we need. We need that. That's going to fit pretty good, yeah. It's going to go great so with all our stuff. So this is a print, you know, one of them fancy, uh, you know, beautiful. they call a museum quality print on museum quality paper. Don't call it a poster. It's a print, <laughs> it's a print from the painting. Wow. So is, is that actually you driving in there? With a, yeah, is that you have a mask me, on? That's actually me driving. When you're in the L.A. River, you don't need a mask. Okay. <laughs> if you're brave enough to go down the L.A. River, you don't need a mask. Oh, that's amazing. This, this is was incredible. A cool, uh, cool collab that I did with Felix. You know, he's been doing a bunch of these and selling them on Bring a Trailer. And, uh, There's just so much of you in here in his artwork around the yeah. photography. You know, it's kind of like very mod rock and roll. You know, it's like... The Who and the Jam and the L.A. River and Absolutely. every sort of movie poster. And, you know, that's sort of an iconic location there. You know, it's been in Greece and uh, Batman and Terminator and Gone in 60 Seconds and numerous other sort of, you know, chase scenes down in the L.A. River. So for me, <sighs> it's, amazing. it's always fun to get down there. And uh, doing a collab with Felix was great because it was like a mashup of... You Is know, this your first one with him? Art, graffiti style. Well, it's the first collab in the sense of a painting... And a print, but we collaborated on the 914 art car that I bought from Felix back in uh, like October of 2019. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was a collaboration because yeah, so I see I so much of that car in here. I wasn't looking for a 914. I bought the 914 from Felix, a silver one, pretty much because it had an arrow on the door. And I'd wanted to do an art car. And I bought that with this idea of doing a, a sort of... My version of an art car, which was all the things that I'm inspired by. And ironically, uh, I ended up displaying it at the SEMA show with Mobile One. But to back up, I was doing something with Hot Wheels. Mobile One said, hey, do you want to display a car at SEMA? I said, hey, you know, it's only two weeks away, but I just bought this 914. It's uh, not enough time to build a car, but I have yeah, something cool. But I've got this mock-up, because I, I don't do Photoshop or anything like that. So I'd literally taken a photo, got out some Sharpies, put some Post-its on the roof of the 914, did a black and white printout, and then colored it in with Sharpies. And wow. then I got out paper tape and vinyl tape and taped up the car and then invited Felix over to help me do it. And we banged it out together. Rattle canned it that's in so three cool. days. Well, we that's why I like it so much. We literally took materials and then took it to the SEMA show 
in, uh, I guess, 2019. To Nicole and Jay, keep on rocking. Cheers. Awesome. Magnus Walker, 122321. There it is. Grateful. So, yeah, Thank those you. just came out uh, earlier on this week. So, sort of Have they even shipped yet? Do I have the first one in hand? Well, Felix is <laughs> shipping them. You got the first one that's, that's been delivered. And oh, you got hand lucky. delivered. That's hand right, yeah. delivered. You got lucky because Willow has not stepped on that one. She loves to, you know, we drove, over, we drove over today in the van because it's raining and you got to move stuff around. So, you know, normally Willow's bouncing around in the back of the van. She does like stepping on things, but uh, she's not currently in the van, but the van is currently parked outside. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know you had that van until I visited at the new house. I've had that van for over 20 years. You know, today we went to Home Depot in the van. We're always moving stuff around in the van. So I've got a funny, I've got a funny Christmas tree story that just happened to me today. Let's hear it. So Christmas trees. Maybe we should swap hats. You want to swap hats? <laughs> sure. It's kind of a crazy hat there. I want to put on the Santa sure. hat. Sure. There we go. Yeah, that's very me. I look like a pilgrim. I look like a pilgrim. You look pretty good enough. That's right. Kind of like a Will's little gummy It's stuff. about a month late for me, I think. Oh I think you need the rest of the hair to support this. I just look like... It's pretty good for the you ring. You look like a witch. I feel it. Hocus pocus. Well, you look delightful. You really look like Santa Claus. Yeah, if I thought ahead, I would have. I would have worn one in. This is looking out pretty good. <laughs> ho ho ho! So, tell me about your Christmas well, tree. Well, we were supposed. Hannah and I were supposed to be in England. We were supposed to have flown to England on Tuesday and got there Wednesday. Steel City. Steel City says hello. He said oh, you were supposed you to be at their cars and coffee. We were supposed to be at the cars and coffee tomorrow. We literally on like Monday, I guess, we decided due to. Everything that's going on that might not be the smartest move to make, you know, taking trains and boats and planes and yeah. flying to London and then taking a train to Sheffield. You so also I, don't want to get stuck there. Yeah, I don't want to get stuck there because i got some stuff i got to do first week of January. <laughs> so, you know, we planned it for a long time. We're supposed to be going to go see my mom. You know, it's Christmas in Sheffield because nothing's more Christmassy than England. You know, LA's not really Christmassy. There's no, it's not. No Christmas spirit anywhere. There's no lights around. So No, the weather and the people in England is nice. Yeah, you know, it's like there's not much daylight. In, the sun's not shining, but everyone's super happy. The spirit is there. You got the Christmas carolers and the Salvation Army band, and you know everything's lit up and it's super festive. And you know my mum's constantly making cups of tea, drink like eighteen cups of tea a day there. The kettle's never not boiling. Oh, that's interesting. So anyway, that was the plan for Christmas, which sort of changed very last minute, literally like twenty four hours before we were supposed to go. So now it was Christmas in LA. So what are we going to do today? We're like, well, let's go get a Christmas tree. So you know it's raining out there, right? So is this for the house now? No, we're still for the, downtown. Still for downtown. Okay. Moved into the house around the corner. Okay. That's, that's a whole nother story. Okay, all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're gonna stop by the house on the way home to see if the hill, the mudslide is sliding down the for hill sure. above us. I'm gonna know what you're dealing with. Because it did that last week, which was quite a surprise. But we'll tell that story another time. So anyway, Christmas, Christmas tree. We go. Okay, there's a Home Depot downtown Cypress Park. We'll go to Home Depot, get a tree in the van, take Willow. So we get to Home Depot. It's raining. The Christmas tree lot at Home Depot closed. No one's out there in the rain. So we go, okay, we'll go inside. We go inside, and everything's on sale 50% off for Christmas. We go, all right, maybe this is not a bad idea. But we're thinking if we can't get a real tree with the smell, we want a very artificial, very Hollywood, very L.A., 
glittery, you know, silver, gold, or totally. purple glitter tree, Bougie. right? White, silver, gold, which I've seen at Home Depot. For sure. A month ago, when we were going to England, we weren't interested. Right. <laughs> so now that we're like, let's get some Christmas spirit, let's get it. They, tre- they have two trees there. One's a seven and a half foot one, one's a nine foot one. But the green in there just look like a dug fur. We're like, well, is this all you got? They go, yeah, but they're 50% off. We go, well, where are the glitter ones we saw before? sold out so we're like what are we going to do are we going to get the artificial tree that looks like a real tree no you're going to go artificial you want it to be glittery right so we're like well i guess we can drive around in the rain it's la you know it's fun driving around in the rain (laughs) you know it's like all of a sudden everyone's panicking so of course you get out the phone (laughs) good people watch google christmas tree right so we find the christmas tree outlet in lincoln heights not too far from cypress park home depot so we go, we, we get there, and in reality, it's not Lincoln Heights. It's right on the border of Boyle Heights, the train track, and the five East LA interchange. Closer to the jail than Chinatown. Very close to the jail, yeah. Right where all those automotive parts places are, you know, yep. the windshields and yep. the places like this side <laughs> and the other. Only pieces. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're Googling. I go, this doesn't seem right. You know, it's off a mission. We go around the corner down a dead-end street, and we literally, like, come to a dead-end like 100 yards from the train track. They go, this is just not right. But we turn and look, these three Christmas trees dumped at the end of the road there. <laughs> so we look at them, and one of them has a stand. So we pull up to the van, we get out, we look at it, we stand it up, it stands up pretty nice. <laughs> it's a little beat up, but it's like the Charlie Brown, it's better than the Charlie Brown tree. still bushy, and we have to think for a minute. You know, it's a bird in the hand. We could drive around all day looking for one. So, but this you know, is free. It's not even at a stand. This is it's free. Of. It's been yeah. dumped. Yep. It's the day before Christmas Eve. It's dumped next to uh, the East LA interchange. You're cleaning up the streets by taking this. So of course we threw it in the back of the van, took it home, and now it's you know it's in the wow. house. it's in the lot. So, but it's so just a green tree. Christmas it's tree. not a glitter tree. It's just no, a regular it's a green real natural life tree. tree in a stand with a dish. I don't think it's a dog fur. It's the other really? type. Who What's the other that? type? That's not with the stand. Came with a stand as well. I know, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, I guess it was a sign that this was the tree that we were meant to take. Wow. So there's our Christmas tree story. And then do you, are you going to do the whole thing, the, the lights and decor, or just lights? Or oh, no, the whole, you thing, do the whole you know. thing. So, of course, you know, every year you try and organize them right and roll them up neatly. And But, of course, you know, I only there's found a lot half of, haste. of them. Yeah, the tree's soaking. Oh, I'll get soaking. new lights next year. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do new lights. We ran out of tinsel. So we're going to do that when we get home when the tree's sort of dried off a bit. Very cool. Well, that's my... Eve before Christmas Eve, Christmas tree story. Right here. Is there a tradition? Well, you're doing this because you tra- you were going to travel and you didn't travel. Is there a tra- is there a right time to, to, to put up your Christmas tree? Yeah, I know families I, I, argue about I this. I think the right time is the day after Thanksgiving. That's and like I, you take it down before Easter. Before Easter? Okay. <laughs> fine. The longer you fine. keep it up, the Before better God it is. comes back around? Is yeah. that the idea? I see. Yeah. One of the funniest Christmas tree <laughs> stories was like a couple of years ago in New York. You know, Hannah's on this fifth floor walk up in the East Village on 12th Ave and, you know, lugging up those five stories kind of steep with a six-foot Christmas tree. But (laughs) all of those tenement buildings, as you know, they have a fire escape balcony, right? So, of course, all you do is shimmy through the window, dump it over the edge. Oh, to get rid of it. To get rid of it. Mm. That's what we did. Just make sure no one's below. Oh, yeah, coming up is not too bad, but going down all the needles and everything else is just falling apart. Yeah, you got to sweep five flights of stairs because you don't want to be that guy that left all the needles there. No, good point. So, yeah. So did, anyway, did you ever it. do this previously to him? Was that your plan? You always did that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe that was a that was your influence. No, she's always outlawing. <laughs> He's good. Ah, just throw it out the window. 
<laughs> Hannah doesn't need me to go out, Lauren. Come on, she can go out, Lauren. What else? Outlawing. New book? Oh, you're a mind reader because... <laughs> no, no, but in I, this you sent me a picture and I you know, had to do my own sleuthing in the picture because it was just pallets and pallets of cases and cases of what I can assume was this. Yeah, you don't print one book. <laughs> <laughs> I will, yeah, but they don't, most people don't have them show up at their home either. Uh, well, I, I didn't show up at the warehouse. Right. You know, there was like, uh, what was it, 11 pallets, 386 boxes, 5,086 books, weighing almost 10,000 pounds. Holy crap. Was that one truck? One truck. One truck. Uh, it came like way too late for Christmas. You know, it was supposed <sighs> to have been here earlier, but, you know, due to... Everything that's going on down in the ports of Long Beach. If it came before Christmas, everyone would have, everyone, nobody, all your friends would have expected this for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So that worked out better. Uh, I mistakenly thought because of the pallets, I misread the thing and I go, oh, Urban Outlaw, I thought he was doing a different name. No, it's called Dirt Don't Slow You Down. Yeah, but if you look closely on those pallets, I finally got the rights, the U.S. rights to my own book. So this is the third edition. Initially, the book came out in 2017. Then it came out in 2018 in German, and just this year, like a month ago, came out in Japanese. But I finally got the... I never had a U.S. book deal. So Holy could, crap. You could buy it on Amazon anywhere, but it wasn't distributed in the USA. No kidding. So I finally got the rights to my own book, which is now published by Urban Outlaw. So, the, so you were able to self-publish this because you got your own rights yeah, back? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. It's wonderful. So it's a follow-up to the original book from 2017. There's four new chapters, 286 pages, and 32 pages of photos. Oh, and man. And there's a Hannah Elliott chapter. And as you see, Willow made it onto the front cover. This is a fantastic. This is fantastic. Congratulations. It's a big deal when you get your shit back as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to find that out real soon, I think. You're going to find that out real soon. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. More about uh, So let's see. Then they don't go to Amazon to buy it. Where do they go to buy it? Well, because it only just came in literally two days ago, I'm going to have to, you know, build oh, a website. So this is, this is coming soon. It's, well, coming soon unless you go down to the Peterson retail store because they did drop off a few down there. Ah, I see. And you can go buy it at the Peterson. But, yeah, coming soon, 2022, when I figured out how to build a website and how to market it and put it out there. Yeah, it's it, currently not on Amazon, but it, it is at the Peterson uh, Museum retail store. Did you have to do anything with uh, – did you have anything to do with the old packaging of the old book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I teamed up with, you know, um, what's called a ghostwriter. And basically, you know, he came out in 2016. We hung out for a week. I told him my story. And then he kind of put it in a book and, you know, made it legible and readable because I don't really read too well. So, uh, <laughs> but to answer your question, yes, you know. So, well, I'm just uh, asking about this. This looks, this branding and packaging, this, if I were to see this on the shelf, knowing you as a man, this matches you, I thought, I think better than the original, but it could just be evolution. Uh, maybe the, maybe the other one matched you five years ago or whatever. Possibly, you know. I mean, th- there's more gray hair, there's less hair these days. Uh, I am proud <laughs> I of mean, the tonally. <laughs> I don't. I mean, tonally, this feels yeah, like you. I mean, there's tattered edges here, and the, the imagery. Yeah, check out the flares on the, the lights. There's just there's things that you do in your own photography yeah. and in your own art. Well, take a look inside at the book cover. It's well laid out. You know, it's got the faded uh, distressed Union Jack, which ironically is pretty similar to the uh, the print that I just dropped off. Very much so. Thank so you. To Nicole and Jay, keep on, keep, on, keep on keeping the pedal to the metal. Cheers, all the there best. There you go. Awesome. There it is. So we get to keep this, so that's it. So yeah, yeah, very, that's very it. Merry Christmas. Stick it on eBay you, later on. Well, you wanted to come in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Sell it to someone called Nicole and Jay on eBay. So. Oh, it's amazing. I'm so happy for you.
Getting your own shit back. It doesn't. It, it sometimes it's not even about the money. It's just about controlling your own art. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm super excited about being able to do that. It's kind of like this thing I'm doing with Haggerty, the big thing. We can talk about that a little bit. Because as you know, we did lay down some voiceover here. I'm looking forward to doing the it. next ones. Yeah. yeah, you want to talk about it? It's 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 the next season of your show, but it's also not. It's also a new show at the same time. Yes, yeah, a new an variation evolution. of the next big thing. You know, it's now called the big thing. I guess the people at Haggerty that look at stats realized. Possibly, you know, as great as Paul Kramer's Isuzu Impulse is, <laughs> it might not be the most desirable car to watch a video about. So, you know... Especially was, on the, the Haggerty <laughs> channel. <laughs> yeah. So it was suggested, hey, you know, maybe we can tweak the show a little bit. So season three, I'm actually producing it myself, which I'm super excited about. Back to controlling your own yeah, show. Yeah, I'm really digging this. So a uh, bit more pressure because, of course, you know, if it doesn't look good, I can't blame anyone. I'm the, the guy to blame. Uh, also, in my opinion, I think for you it's going to take the pressure off because you have a lot of that control back to make it better. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have the control to make it what you would have made it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we're halfway through shooting it. How many episodes? Seven episodes. Great to begin with and we'll see we'll see if the audience clicks with it so the big thing really it's about these these are the poster cars on your wall but let's find out what makes them special what makes them iconic and what do they like to drive mm -hmm. so the seven cars we're doing is uh we shot the mercedes-benz w194 the seven-year-old uh, race car that raced at le mans and million million called floria the forerunner to the Gullwing, you know, the iconic 300SL Gullwing. This was the first one that created the Gullwing, right? Yeah, yeah. So this was a race car that came out in 52 and then convinced Max Hoffman, who then convinced Mercedes to build this into a streetcar. And the rest is sort of history. The iconic Gullwing was born on the back end of the 194, the W194 race car, which was extremely successful in 1952. And then that went on to sort of inspire... Um, the Mille Mille car of 1955 that Sir Sterling Moss set the record of 10 hours, 42 minutes, and 7 seconds doing Amazing. the 1,000 kilometers on the Mille Mille. Amazing. So anyway, that's season one opener, and then uh, the cool So that gets everyone's attention. Yeah, that gets attention. So the, the six other cars we're shooting, we just shot the Maserati MC12, which is, you know, a real sort of unicorn. They only made 50 of them. Based was yours on the white Ferrari with, Enzo. White with blue, or was it the black one? There's a couple white around. With blue. The only black one is the one at the Peterson Museum. Right. It's the Michael Schumacher car. I right. think there were a couple that were not the iconic uh, white with blue livery. The Schumacher one, there's one in England that's blue. I think there's literally a handful that are not white. Okay. So anyway, we shot that car out at the Salton Sea, which looks great. Oh. And then ended that day at Thermal on the racetracks, you know, because it is a treatable race car. So that's definitely a big thing in the sense of the car's long. It's six and a half feet wide. <laughs> it's awkward to turn it around on those little desert roads. Had you driven that one before? One of those before? No, I'd never driven one before. What about an Enzo? I haven't driven an Enzo either. Oh, I've shit, driven I was going to ask if they were similar. Quite a lot of fries. I haven't driven an Enzo, but... Well, you know how they compare uh, the two. They came out at roughly well, the yeah. same time, well, and they were know, similar, a lot of the counterparts. The Maserati MC12 essentially is built on the platform of the Enzo. Right. Same motor and drivetrain. The MC12 is slightly down on power, but only because Ferrari didn't want the Maserati to have more power. But the MC12 actually raced and was very successful, mm. whereas the Enzo didn't mm. race. And, you know, they only made 50 MC12s. Wow. But talking of Ferrari, what I drove last Friday was the Ferrari F40. Oh, which, boy. out of the Ferrari 5, that out of all of the top cars I've ever driven, the F40 is in my top five. 
I once had a very fun ride down in Miami in one back in, I don't know, 2016. And literally last Friday, I got to drive one in and around Beverly Hills. That was oh, how I ended up at Cantor's on Fairfax at like one in the morning, which I found out the kitchen at Cantor's closes between like 12.30 and one. So I didn't know that. It does now. It opens back up at one. But if you want to go to Cantor's between 12.30, you're going to be waiting in your F40 outside for half an hour. I feel like if open. I was ever at Cantor's in the late hours, it would have been after two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the in-between. No, it, it's probably like that hour between uh, you know lunch and dinner right. when the kitchen's closed between four and five. Yeah. But at Cantor's, it's like 12.30 to, to one. They have to scrub the countertops at some point. Yeah, exactly. Do the turn. Oh God. So yeah, F forty was in and around Beverly Hills. Did you park, Hills did you park it out back? No, you I park parked it on the street. Right on Fairfax, like under the marquee. <laughs> well, I parked on the other side in front of the bus stop because there was no room under the marquee. Okay. But in reality, the better shot was from the east side of the street, looking at the marquee across oh, the road. Wow. But you know, Fairfax is still bopping on a Friday night. You know, around one, one thirty. So anyway, that was uh, car number three, the F40. Freaking, t- just tooling around LA in an F40. Yeah, and then I'm That's doing a bucket list car yeah. for sure. I've never, I've never even ridden in one, I don't think. Well, here's I rode crazy, in an F50 once. Here's the crazy thing about it. like It's literally not much different, in a sense, to a 308 GTP on steroids below 2,000 RPM. Everything above 3,000 RPM, it gets really, really fun and fast. But just going around, you know, we drove down Rodeo Drive at 10 miles an hour, and I swear to God... I finally bought a 308 GT4 Dino, and it's no different to driving that <laughs> at like 10, 15 miles an hour. And by that, I mean like the day before I drove the MC12, which is kind of intimidating because you can't, the visibility is not great. It's, it's long loud, too, yeah. It's super those overhangs. Long. The F40 is none of that. You get in it, you feel comfortable. It starts right up. It's easy to maneuver, even at slow speed. There's nothing to it in yeah, there, too. There's, there's nothing on the dash. There's nothing to distract you. Everything oh, you need is there. So it's this visceral ride when you're on boost. But when you're off boost, there's really nothing to it, which mm. makes it great. Because you could daily, I think, an F40. So anyway, that was the F40. Then I'm driving the uh, Koenigsegger RS. Daily an F40. But the actual car that did 277 miles an hour and set the record until the Veyron beat it. And then I'm doing... The one you drove did that? The one I'm going to be driving. No kidding. So I I split production up into two, like three episodes and four episodes to sort of break it up so you're not doing them all in one go. So the final four will be the uh, Aguera RS. I'm doing a Series 1 E-Type Jag because that's an icon. I'm doing my 76 930 Turbo because to me that's an icon. And then I'm ending it with, I'm super pumped about how I'm going to end it. I'm ending it with all three generations of Ford GT from the original GT40 that's at the Peterson, which is only one of three made that are streetable left-hand drive cars. I love that with all the chrome and everything. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So I'm going to have three of them all together, Series 1, Series 2, Series 3, on the big track at Willow Springs. Wow. Same day, same place, same time. So anyway, that's it. The That'll be thing, fun. Yeah. Season 1 or 3, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Premiering sometime in January on the Haggerty Channel. Uh, in my mind, this is more of a parlay. It's not even. It's like a different. Sh- it's a. I used to work on the TV show The Practice. That show became Boston Legal, but it became Boston Legal because of the final season of The Practice, where they fired all of the cast and they hired James Spader and, and William Shatner and all that, and they just sort of morphed this show over season eight of The Practice, became season one of Boston Legal. I feel like this is the same thing. You're just sort of morphing what you used to do into something else that is sounds bigger and better. Well, all we really did was just up the next from the title. 
No, that's not true. <laughs> it's not the next that's big not thing. True. It's the big thing with just, you know, cars and money. These are legendary stories. It's not like yeah. like you said about, hey, here, look, I'm being funny when I choose the impulse because uh, I'm Magnus. I this wasn't is being like... funny with the impulse. Paul's a great guy. How was your day? How was your day driving that car? Was that the most exhaustive of all of your uh, next big things? No, no, no. It, it was not exhausting. I mean, it, it was fun for what it was. I enjoyed it. Oh man! You know, I mean, I get fatigued just looking at that car. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I like it, but I'm man, driving it is rough. Well, some things are better to look at than the odd drive. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, people click. I mean, the one thing about this show is all these cars have already been featured, so it's like everyone's kind of done a video on. Maybe not all of these cars, but you know, there's probably more F40 videos out there than the Isuzu Impulse videos. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what can I do different? What's my take on it? But that's where it comes in. Gotta, that's where you you're the personality. you got to tune in and figure out if that works out or not. <laughs> Time will tell. Do you have a release schedule yet? And it's still going to be Haggerty, right? Still Haggerty. Haggerty. The first episode, I think, is January 17th. And then they're doing them oh, ev- like bi-weekly. Soon. Yeah, soon. Well, the first one we've already done. We'll probably be coming by like, you know, week after next to do VO on second and third episode. We're here ready. we got a brand new mixer. We've, <laughs> mixer. Uh, we've upgraded so a, a few things even since you were here last uh, right. for, for that. So well, it you did should sound be just good fine. in the in-house studio, so I appreciate that. <laughs> when are you going to build a space over at the house? Well, the house it or, used to, or, the, or the warehouse? Well, either one, really. But I, I think of the house because of its because of its its own history. The, the yeah. house has its own recording yeah. and, and the, the house rock does. star history. Yeah, I want to save that for an, another day. But yes, <laughs> the house has got a lot of, shrouded in mystery and history. That is the house. There's a lot of rock and roll we'll stories. We'll keep it that way for now. Behind the house. Yeah, it's like every house in Hollywood, right, that's in the hills is legendary because someone once lived there or oh. parted there or, you know. It's like a car these days. Everything yeah. has a... You know, so-and-so farted in such and such a car or, <laughs> you know, went to a pool party at a house in the hill or... You know, cop some drugs or recorded an album or whatever it is. So, did you ever have that life out here when you were when I was in my twenties and I first moved out here? That 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 was the life. It was just like that freaking movie Swingers. Swingers. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you go out to wherever with your friends. You meet up with some other people that you just met. And, oh, they're the going hills. to a party. The hill. Yeah. Oh, they're going to the the Dresden Room or whatever. Right, it was just like that movie. I mean, so Swingers. We used to, we used to end up at places. Film. That were like famous places, like you know the Frank the Lloyd Houdini Wright House and stuff, the Houdini Mansion, everyone's part the of the Houdini Mansion on Laurel For Canyon. Sure, right? I've been there. Yeah, as is like a lesser version of that with uh, you know similar sort of history. But yeah, Swingers is one one of my favorite all time films because maybe if you haven't lived in LA, you don't quite get it Swingers. Seems like a cartoon, it doesn't but, seem like it's really like that, but it but was it is. really like yeah, that. It, I, I would have killed for that role. You know, when the guy went out for the role of Mickey Mouse or whatever it was at Disneyland. Remember, it's on the golf course. Absolutely. He's just like a bunny rabbit. You know, there's so many great He's lines. Like, yeah, I'm thing. thinking about taking Your a part money. playing Goofy. Yeah, exactly. I would have killed for that role. Yeah, and that's skinny John Favreau. Skinny Vince Vaughn and skinny John Favreau, right? Big time, yeah. So, yeah, big fan of swingers. And... Uh, Remember the scene when House of Pain comes outside, you know, the behind the dress. I and love it. You know, I grew up in L.A. Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's so many good L.A. Uh, sort of jokes in Swingers. And um, the th- I don't want to do 10 minutes on that movie, but the same thing was if you ever went to the Dresden Room on a Monday night, it Martin was, it was Marty and Elaine. Show. Yeah, it was yeah. exactly like the movie. Right. And if you paid $10, you could play Staying Alive with them. It was right. ridiculous. They didn't cast those characters. Those characters were already there. 
And so much of the movie was the same way. There was no budget to change anything. Right. It was all just really like that. You know, you got to end. Don't go through the front door. You got to go around, go in the back alley through the that back door. That place was right? called the room. We yeah, used to the go room. there all the time. Oh, Kuanga. Kuanga, yeah. By the beauty bar yeah. in the old days. Right, the beauty bar. <laughs> Big <laughs> wangs. Yeah. I mean, the beauty <laughs> bar was, was I a told you, place. we would have had fun <laughs> in the old days. <laughs> My <sighs> friends were like co-partners in the beauty bar. You know, they had like oh, 18 partners in the beauty bar. But, uh, you know, I guess it started out in, well, not New York. New York was the second one on 14th Street. There might have been one in Philly was the first one. Or there was like. beauty bar. And then what was the place that was around the corner? There was the shoe store. It was like fashion shoes or all-star shoes or something. Here but, in L.A.? Or yeah. And it was right up from the, the around the corner from the beauty bar. On Hollywood Boulevard? Uh, Coenga it, it's on Coenga and if you walked up the block and took a right yeah, must and it was another uh, oh, same oh. type of thing yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. always uh, yeah, uh, it looked really... like a shoe store but it was a club right. that was yeah, like yeah. always <laughs> closed to everybody you had to like right. tip the guy to get in The nineties, all star shoes I the think 90s was. were great days in LA you know would go to the whiskey and viper room and oh yeah the key club in the old days I'd go to the key yeah I even went when it was Gazzara's before it was a key club in the 80s. Oh, before me. Oh, that was full-on Sunset Strip, heavy metal days. So same Gazzara's. thing, just a rock club. Yeah, but Gazzara's was more like kind of the stripper chick rock club. You know, oh. there was like the whiskey, the rocks in Gazzara's. And, you know, depending where you were on the scale of rising fame or, or declining fame oh, hilarious. would sort of depend where you were at the whiskey, the Roxy, or maybe you were playing Gazzari. So Gazzara's was on the way down? Uh, maybe sort it, was of. It, it was either the way down or the way up, but you hadn't made it to the next level okay. of playing the whiskey or the Roxy or even the Troubadour. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then, you know, Scream. I used to go to a club called Scream downtown. That was 80s, so I'm sure in my L.A. age. But this is what's <laughs> when did you move here? 1986. I'm oh, it's before, you were 10 years before I thought. For some reason, I thought it was like early 90s. You know, I was late 80s. So, you know, to me, it was literally Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue. Holy shit. Poison. Happening live right here. So the Sunset Strip, that section from the whiskey all the way up to, you know, <laughs> Doheny in the 80s, or 86, 87. You know, it's pre-internet. Bands are handing out flyers. Mm-hmm. Half of the scene was actually on the street, not in the club. You know, everyone was just kind of promoting and hooking up, and it was just kind of rowdy times. It was, it was great. Rainbow was still going. The rainbow. Yeah, rainbow the... was going. That was a big hang. I was nineteen when I first came, and twenty when I moved permanently. So it really was for Holy me shit. a great period of time, which is why I love LA. It got then, all those memories. You know? But if you were that age, living in this town, doing that stuff, then you totally had those swinger nights where you ended up at some yeah. pool party, and, the, yeah. and then, then nobody has a suit, so we're all going in. You know? <laughs> I think those things still happen, though. You know, I'm at the point where I'm too old. I don't care. I'm falling asleep by nine. But, you know, you hear these stories about people that went to a party and three days later, they're still at the party in the hills yeah. type of thing. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, okay. I think people are still partying in the hills, in the TikTok house or whatever ah, it is. That's it. You're right. But whatever it is, it's a different scene, but people are still partying. It morphed into that whole underground it, party yeah, scene. Maybe yeah. it's not quite as rock and roll, but, you know, I think people are still having fun and doing whatever you do when you're up for three days at a, you know, 48 hours in a house party in the hills somewhere. It's an L.A. moment. I just, I, I, I don't know what your your house life is going to be. Like, are you guys going to, is it going to be all quiet and domesticated? Or is it is it going to, are you going to light it up again? <laughs> are you going to bring the neighborhood right back to what it used to be? How is the party animal? I, I, I'm the quiet one and, you know, Willow rules the roost, so. <laughs> time will tell time will tell uh let's see willow for sure you have a cat too got a cat jet yeah jet's sort of you know 
Does Jet maintain the warehouse, though? Does Jet Jet's, live at the warehouse? Jet's in the warehouse. Willow's in the loft. So, unfortunately, Jet and Willow don't get along. Oh, that's a bummer. So, Jet's got the whole warehouse to herself. Willow has us. So, it's, uh, maybe it's not quite as great for Jet as it is for Willow, but that's just kind of how But Jet will probably stay there when you guys move to the house. We haven't even thought that far forward. Oh, okay. if, if anyone needs a cat that doesn't want to relocate oh, to no. downtown, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. We're not sure when we're relocating to the house, so we, we got some time to figure that out. Oh, you know, man. there's no deadline, so which is good and bad. You know, we don't have to be done by a certain time, but then that just means it's like a piece of string could go on forever type of thing. Yeah, I know so, what that's yeah. like. <laughs> now I'm thinking about Jet. Yeah, yeah. Where's Jet going to go in this equation? I mean, we're not leaving the warehouse, or I'm not leaving the warehouse. So. Right. You know, she still has plenty of play, uh, space to roam down there in the warehouse. Oh, man. Well, your warehouse is becoming quite, it's becoming a studio space. It sounds like it's a loading dock for your books and your <laughs> paintings and everything else. Right now, it's a warehouse with a possible leaky roof. You know, it's like, there's always new roof leaks over at the warehouse. So, you know, I'm the guy waking up at 4 a.m. thinking, fuck, is the roof leaking up the <laughs> It always leaks. It's hilarious. We uh, we're just watching uh, "It's Always Sunny" again. We oh. have, you know, watched it years yeah, ago, but yeah. haven't watched it in a long time. We're just watching it again. Good grief, is it so funny? But I'm always taken with, oh, that's just right behind the yeah. thing. That's not one of your. That's not your place, is it? No, it's one block. I, I walk past that building every single day because I live opposite it, sort of, and where my warehouse is. But it's also, also very close to it, and such a popular filming location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like number one film location down there. We I've walked past a couple of times in the morning and seen DeVito like doing shots, you know. Oh, the sure. Street, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I always got to stop. And we were watching, you know, we started earlier and the, the, the earlier seasons you see across the street and it was the UPS, the uh, the fulfillment place. And yeah, then yeah. the later seasons, it's all nice and it's like an office park yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> it totally that, that's rejuvenated. That's Spotify. Yeah, it's Spotify and a fancy restaurant. That's what it is now? Yeah. It's hilarious because it totally doesn't fit. It, right. It's there supposed goes to be a dive bar in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not anymore. you got Spotify opposite the hilarious. dive bar. Hilarious. Yeah. I've actually never watched an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Really? No, I had I a bunch of friends it. who worked there. We used to go visit in the old days. Where did they shoot the rest of it? I know that's Patty's bar, but I guess is the rest of it on stage? Yeah, it's okay. all, it, everything. Exter that's just the exterior. Including a picture of what used to be the UP UPS fulfillment oh, okay. place across okay. the street is yeah, the yeah. outside. Got it, got it, got it. But yeah, it's all uh, uh, over at Fox. Hey, it's a movie town, right? It's very Hollywood here. Very Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Crazy Gideon's down there, too. And yeah, then crazy getting sort of he's all over, but he's got filming locations too, yeah, right? Like yeah, yeah. all the, all of downtown is basically uh, for rent now. Yeah, I mean, crazy getting's my neighbor. I've yeah. known him over twenty five years. That's awesome. From when I be from before I bought the building, then he bought the building next to me like a year after. Oh, was, seriously? Yeah, you were there first. I was there before he was. But and he wasn't all, doing his commercials and shit back then, was he? Yeah, he was. he was. selling the... Come on down! I am crazy, You're but not crazy stupid. Kid, the right. price is so cheap, I'm giving it away. So yeah, I, I got sucked it in and bought one of those stereos. And I was going to ask. And of course, you know, it was obsolete. The speakers weren't quite compatible. <laughs> or the remote didn't work. So, you know, I had to take it back and I bought it cash. And he wouldn't give me my cash back. I had to give me credit. Oh, so to my begin with, God. There was a little bit of a, oh, this guy. That's the move. And then th this guy became my neighbor. And now and now we're friends. And he's actually a really, really sweet guy. So, yeah, that's a crazy getting story. Does he have a son, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. I might have met the son. Yeah. Do they own? They, I think they own the Tradecraft building over there on Traction, right? Well, they own. Yeah, they've been on Traction for a long time. That was his retail store opposite um, Groundworks. 
And then he oh, bought yeah, that's where the ground works, right? Yeah, that's right so where it is. That was his whole build. Still, it is his whole building there. Then he bought the building on the corner opposite the American Hotel. That's like four or five stories, which wow. is another film location. I just, uh, we used to have a friend. I think I told you that. I think the one time that, that doesn't matter, but the show New Girl. Uh, I, I never watched the show like you guys did, but I think their apartment was on the same thing. Everything's, everything's all just. I didn't watch it either. But New I, Girl, me neither. But the, I, someone I, must be watching it. No, but I had, a, I had I know a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who worked uh, on that show the entire run, and they apparently shot at your place a couple times, at least in the loft. Probably, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, we've been shooting, or I've been shooting there for twenty-one years now, and at our peak, we were doing well over a hundred days a year. Oh my so god! So you kind of forget what you've shot. We did a lot of reality shows, America's Next Top Model, and all the spun off shows. Ever do Fear we, Factor? They did a lot of stuff downtown. We didn't do that. That was more sort of Alameda and Six. Okay. We did a cool boxing show though, called The Contender, hosted by Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, um, Stallone. So they were in the. Building. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you, you never know who you're going to meet. You know, I met a lot of people there on set. But like anything, if you've ever been around a movie set, it's hurry up and wait, and nine times out of ten, you don't see anything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Except Danny DeVito out there waiting to go on. We, we do see Danny. Yeah. He stands out in a crowd for sure. <laughs> do they put a facade up, or is there a cover of that uh, of the Patty's? They must just put a like a fake sign they and put a, a fake, fake door. Sign up, up, but they don't really dress it up too much. You oh, know, it's okay. kind of minimal, unless they're doing something in the street, like a street fair or something. Right, right, like right. That. that makes sense. So they do that. But uh, that's what's great about LA: the whole filming thing of something different every day. You never know what you're going to see. There's different art popping up constantly, too, which I love. It, maybe even that. Even I consider a movie set art just because it wasn't there and they had to dress it and change it. Yeah, and I mean, it. downtown now is super walkable. Lots of cool galleries. A lot of great street art out there. And it's just kind of an inspiring environment if you're into that sort of visual inspiration. I'm happy to hear that because I was sort of afraid it might go the other way once more money started coming in and some of the brands and things started getting really, really nice. And it's sometimes kind of one that... of these things like these elements – of how it was before that I prefer. Mm. You know, all these trendy, fancy restaurants come in. It's my new pet peeve because we're surrounded by them. So, you know, they don't really, in my mind, bring much to the neighborhood. They bring people into the neighborhood who then leave. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed is, you know, parking's now an issue. Valley Park guys are just, you know, pulling cars in right in the middle of the street. <laughs> you know, they don't care. No. You're, they're almost running into you. Then they take street parking, which means people that, don't have a parking spot now, have Ugh. to fight for a parking spot. And then what I've seen on the rise is break-ins in cars. Like people drive down, give the car to a valley parker, the valley park guy parks it on the street, they've left whatever, the laptop in it, cell phone, they come back, windows are broken out. Oh, shit. So I'm seeing a lot more of that burglary from motor vehicle breaking of fancy cars parked on the street. Probably nine out of ten of them are people that are dining at fancy restaurants in the neighborhood leave something in that the assume their car's been parked in a safe environment right. in a secure car park. Because none of these places actually have security roaming the streets. No. And if I'm sure if you check that ticket, it, you know, yeah, I mean, no liability yeah. whatsoever. Who, who reads the fine print when you're right. know, jumping out of your fancy Tesla 100%. to go to the latest, greatest, hip restaurants? So, oh, man. You know, there is yin and yang. Like some parts of it was like it was better before when there were less people, less TikTokers doing dance moves, <laughs> taking selfies in the middle of the street on the cell phone. But on the other side, you know, you're surrounded by great coffee shops, galleries, and it is more convenient for certain things. So uh, San Francisco is apparently um, getting hammered with break-ins right now. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it's like no way. matter, yeah, apparently everywhere, everywhere. I don't know what the hell. I well, guess it's just, times. I think that's what it is, right? Strange times indeed. 
So, Good Vibes Breakfast Club tomorrow. You going up in the rain? <laughs> rain means snow maybe up there? You're going to break I it? think it's going to be rainy. I think it's going to be wet. I don't think there's going to be snow. What do you think? I don't think either. I think it's warmed up. I think it's pretty warm. It's not as cold. I think it'll just be nice and damp and gloomy and misty and rainy. Yeah. Uh, with that, drive carefully. Obviously, drive carefully. That's always yeah. a thing. Because I'm sure there'll be a lot of debris and stuff. But yeah. no, I'm not worried about snow. All right. Well, I'll see you up there tomorrow. When was the last time you uh, uh, went up in the snow? Like when, where, where you had an actual issue? Well, I guess it was earlier on this year when I drove the 67 up. And we couldn't, remember, we got to Newcombs and it was all super icy and there was that emergency rescue yeah. crew up there. And it was yeah. probably February of March of this year. Yeah. That was probably the last time in the snow when we actually all parked. Like, we had to move down to Chileo. Down yeah. yeah. That was probably the last time. So I think that was March. February or March. Wow. In my mind, that was a year ago, but shit, I think I think you're it was right. February or March. I, th- I think I you're right. Well. I hadn't driven the short wheelbase 67 yeah. in a long time. I got in it and realized there's no heat in that car. Oh, yeah, that's right. Zero, that's right. It was pretty cold. So, yeah, oh, that was the last time I was up the crest you, in snow was in the 67. You have windows in that one, though, right? At least the windows there's go There's windows. There's probably no wipers. Not that you need it, but <laughs> no heat means no defrost. Oh, interesting. So, you know, it's constantly, it's cold, first of all. So you almost have to keep the windows down. Got to keep the windows down, which makes it even colder. Shit. And then you're giving it this one, you know, (laughs) on the window. (laughs) Because there's no defrost because you got no heat because you want to be racing. You you know, you went straight piping headers and you took off your heat exchangers or whatever it is. So, Because, you know, it never rains and snows in L.A., right? Yeah, right. Right. Except where we go, (laughs) where there's full four seasons. Right. Exactly. (laughs) What, um, what's the, uh, uh, you've been out here the whole, since the eighties, you've been into cars the whole time. Could you estimate about how many miles you have on the crest? I mean, is there even a way to do that among all your cars? Just your miles on the crest? I mean, I've been going up there. You were in the TLG shirt there. I remember going up there with Marco and the gang like 20 years ago, like 2001, two. I don't know. I've gone up a lot of times, so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> multiple times a week, sometimes multiple times a day in multiple yeah, cars. sometimes, you know. What I will say is whatever you go up the crest in, it's always fun. Whether you're in a minivan mm-hmm. or you're a tourist visiting from Europe that has to go drive the convertible Mustang, or if they didn't get quite so lucky, the convertible Camaro, and they all, <laughs> and they all head up the crest. But whatever you go in, it's fun at whatever pace you go up in. I totally agree with that. There's something for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I've been up there in a minivan. I've been up there in, you know, SUVs. And Have you really been up there in a minivan? Literally? Yeah. Seriously, I've been up there in a minivan. Why? You know, sometimes Just to you say got, you did it? Sometimes you've got five or six people. You've got family visiting, you know, Christmas this, Thanksgiving that. So you just went up to show them around? I've had Christmas dinner at Newcomb's Ranch. I've had Thanksgiving Day oh, yeah, dinner okay. at Newcomb's Ranch. That's true. So if you've got your family out, which, you know, I... My family used to come out quite a bit. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't cook, so you take you combine your favorite things like, you know, if it ain't fish and chips or Indian food, it's roast beef and Yorkshire pudding, Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving Day dinner. Newcombs was awesome when it opened on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it was I t- I've been up there with my mom for Thanksgiving in 2015. So they served Thanksgiving yep. and I believe I've been there for Christmas Day as well. They did up until, I think, like 19. Yes, there was nothing cooler than that. I mean, should we talk about Newcombs? What's going on? Is it sold? Is someone buying it? Is that guy we know buying it? What is is going on with Newcombs? What what can we say? I I don't know. No one's paying any attention. You say say whatever you want, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, come on. What do you know? What do you hear? I mean, I know some stuff. We know some stuff, but we were asked not to say anything. Oh, you were asked not to say anything? Yeah. I didn't otherwise... know. No one asked me not to say anything. No, I, that's right. So we can talk about off record. So have you been asked to say whether it's sold or not sold? It's, it's sold. It's in escrow. It, we, I think it's sold. I don't even okay. know if there'll be an escrow with the okay. type of funding that would would buy it. Oh, I don't know how that all works. turned up with a bunch of cash in a bag, shoebox. <laughs> Thanks. So here's the paperwork. Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. You and know, then I the plans for it sound very good in that it'll be a great roadside place for automotive enthusiasts. It sounds right. like it will be, you know, everything it was plus a lot more. Well, that'd be great. It sounds like it'll be great. I don't know how quickly any of this will happen. 2023, 2024. Oh, who knows, right? What year are we now? 2021, 22? Almost 22, yeah. yeah. Time flies when you're having fun on the crest. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think it's going to be fun because I think it'll be more of a, a destination. You can spend the night there or something? I, th- I hope Rumble. so. I'm hoping. That's what we always said that, that we would do yeah. if, if we you know got control of the place. You somehow open up a, a, a bed and breakfast of some sort, which I don't know how you don't do that. I don't yeah. know how you can have people... Out there, not dinner, wine list, stuff like that. And be like, all right, drive safe. Have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> 26 miles down the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. You don't get a lot of repeat customers that way, you know? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, but all of a sudden, if we can eat and drink our faces off, stay the night, get a good drive on in the morning, ooh, that sounds great. Makes sense to me. Yeah. And we are kind of spoiled with that road and that environment and that facility. Do you ever travel and then, like, forget what it's like in the rest of the world? Yeah, yeah. You know, when we're in New York and people go, oh, Bear Mountain. You go, well, it takes oh. an hour to get out of the city, and then you get to Bear Mountain at the it's 9W. and 45-mile-an-hour speed limit? Yeah, you got to avoid all those cops that are hiding out there and unmarked cars on the and side the of the road. trees in the median. Yeah. Yeah, and you go, it's actually not that great. Or it's not as great as what we have, let's put it that way. It's very pretty, yeah. but you're not going to get the experience we have. No. I don't know anywhere cool. else that you do. Montana, maybe go out to Big Sky or yeah, something. Yeah, but you don't get the ocean, you know. And see, you don't get the You twisties. don't get the desert, you don't get the twisties. I mean, that whole SoCal, LA, ocean, desert, mountain thing is not a myth. It's reality. And, you know, we kind of experience it. You kind of take it for granted until you go somewhere and realize, okay, you might have one of those environments. Europe, you got the mountains, right? Great. But you don't have the ocean and the desert within. A hundred miles of that combo. Have you ever actually done like they say the the ocean and the you know the beach and the uh, the snow in the same yeah, day? Yeah, I did it probably I don't know almost ten years ago in two seven seven. I did it from downtown. I did it sort of backwards, but we did too. We did mountains and then the ocean. I no, I went backwards. I went from downtown to the ocean. Oh, oh. So I I remember I was left downtown at six thirty Santa Monica Pier like I don't know six forty five seven o'clock. I left Santa Monica Pier at seven. <laughs> I made it to the tram in Palm Springs by eight thirty. Shit. So that was going to be Palm Springs was my desert portion. And I was in Palm Springs by 8.30 from Santa Monica at 7. So do the math. That's a long mm, way. That's pretty good. Quick. Yeah, that's a lot. And then I was, so that was my desert portion. I stopped at the tram, took some photos. Then I was heading to uh, Lake Arrowhead, Big Bear, actually. Oh, but that's road, nice. So you went out and came back Yeah, but in. the road to Big Bear was close. So I ended up doing Lake Arrowhead. And I think I got there by 10.30-ish. And then snap some photos, and I was back downtown in the loft by 12.30. I'd done like 300 miles. That's... I'd done them all. Ocean doesn't mount. And obviously, I didn't ski or surf, but I hit those spots, <laughs> took a photo, made a little story. So, yeah, I've, I've done it. it was yeah, great. that's awesome. No, that's that's... That's straight up it. That was what I did, yeah. <laughs> you threw an arrowhead. I mean, I, we did, I think it was Malibu in the crest at the oh, same day. No, no, no. I did it in the morning. And you can do it in the morning. Well, that's a hell of a loop, too. Now I'm thinking I want yeah, to try that sometime. Yeah, it's loop. And you said 6.30 you left? I left downtown at 6. I was in Santa Monica by, I don't know, 6.20, oh, that's 6.30. Right. Left by 6. Okay. Like 10 years ago, too, yeah. so we got to calculate that a little bit, too. Yeah, different times, different places. But, yeah, all doable, definitely doable in a day, you know, so. 
Yeah, get out and do it. You didn't travel, and everything's getting crazy. Do you think they're going to lock shit down again? Maybe the traffic will get better if they lock shit down again? I don't want that, but I'm just saying. Time will tell. I mean, for the first couple of months, you know, back last, uh, what was it, March, April of 2020, it was easy to get around. Real easy to get around. This this place turned into a small, it was the LA 20-minute rule again. You could get anywhere in this yeah. town in 20 minutes. I mean, H and I did a unplanned drive. This one's nuts, but it's another true story. This is when she had the uh, 560 SL before we traded it into the Rolls Royce. <laughs> and we're in Santa Monica sure. <laughs> on PCH, north of the tunnel, on a Friday afternoon. We just, you know, we were driving everywhere because you could get around in no time. And without really trying or speeding, just going spiritedly with the flow, we made it to the Staples Center in downtown in under 11 minutes. PCH, 10 Freeway, Santa Monica to yeah. downtown Staples Center. That's in incredible. Under 11 minutes. We used to live in Venice, and it would take us three hours to get to a yeah, liquor game. Like a Friday afternoon, it could <laughs> yeah. Take three hours. Like you try Pico, yeah. you try everything you possibly can. Nothing it becomes works. this frustrating wild goose chase wow. of get off the 10, go Olympic, no, go Venice, no, go whatever. Well, and that wasn't a hauling ass type of situation, or well, it could have been a little bit. SL is not so much a hauling ass type so of So it was car. Just, just open. Just open, no traffic. God damn, because it's, it's only 18 10 miles. miles to 18 do the miles. math, you know? <sighs> It was, it was, it was that fun. makes me depressed, though. That makes me depressed about all of the rest of the time. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, on the rare holiday, you know, Christmas Day, New mm. Year's Day, when you can get around anywhere in 20 mm. minutes. Mm -hmm. And you go, if it was like, and it must have been like that in the 80s before it became super congested, I think. I look at pictures of the old days when, when people used empty. to live here. Yeah, but, I mean, the smog, the smog was atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> but the cars were moving. That's right. The cars were moving through the smog. <sighs> Will you ever live anywhere else? I don't know. We talk about moving to Paris, right? Really? Why not? Bonjour. Try it once. <laughs> Keep the warehouse downtown. You know, it's got a France. Yeah. France. Bonjour. Yeah. Merci. Whoa, that would be really interesting. I don't know. I mean, you know, pre-COVID, I spent a lot of time in New York, which was great for everything but car culture. Right. So for me, it was super inspiring, but everything that I had that was sort of car-related, even though I had a car in New York, I bought a 968 mm -hmm. off of eBay in Jersey, parked it on the street in the East Village. That was my New York car. But, That's you know, kind of awesome. Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. It's the black one. I drove it up the crest and remember it overheated when I got to awesome. the top of the crest and awesome. it scooped out all the liquid like two, three months ago. <laughs> but yeah, that was, I, and I love that car. It's super well set up. Got all new KW callover suspension. It looks like a like a beat up black club sport, and it handles really really well. But um, would I live somewhere else? Yeah, I think I would. I don't know if I'd leave LA, but you know, by coastal or a place in a different city, why not? Right? Have you ever lived anywhere else but LA? In America? In, uh, sorry, in, a, no. in the United States? Never. That's interesting. I haven't lived. You spent many... time in New York. I mean, that's sort yeah, of the time same in New thing. York. But you know, I, I came, bummed around, couch surfed. The sex, drugs, rock and roll, late 80s, Hollywood, then Venice, like very late 80s, early 90s. And oh, then, did you live in Venice too? Yeah, I lived in Venice at the bo uh, booth on the boardwalk in Venice. And Where did you live in Venice? I lived, I lived there for 20 years. 300 San Juan on the corner of San Juan yeah, and I Riviera, know, right yeah. by Westminster School, half a block from Abbott Kinney. Yeah. And it was a super cool creative building. The, the bass player from Jane's Addiction lived there. and uh, We were up like two blocks. Oh, we really? were across the Oakwood Park. Okay. We, were, we were at 7th and Broadway for seven or eight years. This was together. a real creative building. It's that four-story brick building on the corner. Rosanna Rockett's dad lived in the Hilarious. building. I once saw her when she was dating Peter Gabriel, and you don't see like Jane's Addiction <laughs> coming in and out. And this was literally like 80, 88, 89, 90. And then it was from there, basically, to downtown. Wow. 
And that's it. I've been downtown since 94, and I'm still downtown. Bosch. Bosch. Oh, yeah. Are you watching Bosch? No. Have you, are you familiar with the show Bosch? Mm, I've heard of it. Oh. I think that might be the one where the guy was on that show. We couldn't. Uh, that guy's on a show. We couldn't yeah. think of what it is. Bosch. I think that's it's a so detective sad. show or something? Yeah, L.A.-based cop, Bosch. And he, he's, he's just... The story I'm going to tell you won't make any sense if you haven't seen the <laughs> okay. show. Okay. So you really got to binge watch it. Like, if you got a lot of time on your hands, which maybe you do. What's it on, Netflix? Netflix. One of those? Amazon. It's on something streaming. Okay, yeah. we'll find it. Anyway, I'll, I'll make my Bosch story really, really short. So, <laughs> okay. You know, I like to binge watch shit. So, yeah. you know, I can binge watch a season in like two days type of thing. I'm the same. Like if I'm three, into four, it, I'm into four, it. Yeah, do four episodes a night. It's great. So, you know... I love doing my little walkabout downtown, posting on the gram, the stories, and all that stuff. So I start posting scenes from Bosch because I know where they are. Oh, go, locations, locations from the show. Locations where they're sure. shooting, back end of City Hall, but it won't be like the obvious one. It'll be, you know, gotcha. a little back end corner of it. So I'm posting on the story. But he really likes the show because he's recognizing all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, they'll go to places like El Compadre. We were at El Compadre today. They'll I go recognize. They'll go to Musso and Frank. So the tile on the... Uh... Yeah, it's kind of like swingers in the sense that if you live here, you know where these places are. Yeah. And it's like living on... To me, it's still 35 years later, I get excited because it's like you're living in a movie set. Really. I totally agree. But yet it's real because El Compadre is not a movie set. So anyway, I... Post on the gram, been binge watching a lot of Bosch recently. And I, I, I get like a DM from uh, Mark Douglas. Mark Douglas, yeah. He goes, Oh, uh, we're here at Bosch, are big fans of Magnus Walker. And we start this conversation about, you know. We here at Bosch. That's what they say, we here at Bosch. You know, and the writer's a Porsche guy. Anyway, I go, You're not going to believe this, but the character Bosch lives in this house, which is really featured in the show. And the house is on stilts up at the top of the Hollywood uh, Sunset Plaza Drive, top of the hills. Looks like the case study house, and it's always in the show. And believe it or not, I lived in this house for two years, from like 2004 to 2006. So I, I managed to find photos of the house when I was there like 15, 16, 18 years ago. So it's the ago. character on the show's house, the character on the but show. you really... Yeah, the character there. on the show lives in this house, wow. which is a case study house on the top of the Sunset Plaza Drive, which I lived in in 2004, like, you know, a dozen years before the show even came out. Totally. So when I show them photos of the house, they couldn't believe that I lived in the house. And it was one of those times Small where, world. Small world. I actually temporarily relocated out of downtown LA, started doing so much filming. I tell the story, it's a long story, but <laughs> we shot this film called The Whole Ten Yards with uh, Bruce Perry. Uh, no, I know it. Bruce Willis Bruce and Willis, Amanda Peet. Amanda Peet, Matthew yeah. Perry. So we're in the house for a month and relocated us to a house in the hills. And finally the light bulb went off and it was like, I bet if we didn't live in the loft, we could film all the time. So we moved out of the loft for three months, became six months, became a year, became two years in this house, which is now featured in the TV show, <laughs> Bosch. So there's my story. But Sunset Plaza to me is West Hollywood, right? West Hollywood, yeah. Okay. But so you go all the way to the top, like beautiful. to the Bird Streets. And then there's a little dirt road, probably washed away now due to the rain, which drops down into Laurel Canyon <laughs> and comes out by the general store off a cook. No, sh off a lookout. Yeah, lookout. No kidding. So anyway, that's wow. where it is. There's if so you're a Bosch fan, that's there. where it is. I'm not giving you the address, <laughs> but it's up there and them there hills. We, uh, and it had this spectacular... 200 degree skyliner view of LA. You could oh, see like the that. ocean, you could see downtown, you could see everything. A lot of times you'd be above the clouds because you were quite high up there. That's so cool. 
it was just a rental for you, right? Just a rental, you were, yeah. yeah it's we tried to, to buy supposed the, to be temporary. Tried to buy the house, tried to buy the house. Guy didn't want to sell, New York-based producer, wasn't in L.A. on the house, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up buying another loft downtown. Then literally like three months after we closed on this loft downtown, the guy goes, okay, I'm ready to sell it now. But ah, obviously it wasn't meant to be, but you know, sometimes I still think about the house. And then it turns up in this TV show, Hilarious. Bosch. So that's my story with the Bosch house. Uh, I don't but it wasn't the Bosch house. There's a show called Life in Pieces. I don't know if you ever saw it. It had a huge cast. Everybody was in it. But same thing. It was our friend Gertu's house. It was a mid-century, yeah. mid-century modern down in Mar Vista, a little oh, street God, where God. they shoot all the time. And uh, Colin Hanks and all these people are you know, just shooting in his front yard all the time, chopping down his tree for one segment, stealing the car. This is what's great about L.A. I mean, talking to mid-century modern, you had uh, Mr. DJ on recently, right? Yeah. Demond John. Oh, how called. interesting is he? Yeah. yeah you guys go yeah. back. Uh, a couple of years, yeah. 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 You did the Brit Week together. That we, was uh, we six months ago. Brit Week. <laughs> Brit Week. Let me tell you, Brit Week was November 14th. Two no way. It feels birthday. like a million years ago. Brit Week it was, was two months ago? Sunday, November. Not even two months. Six oh weeks ago. God. Do the math. Oh, I'm was still wearing su- this freaking hat. You want to wear a sweat hat? Get a little hot in here. Uh, <laughs> I had to feel it to see it. It's hilarious. Brit Week was Sunday, November 14th. Wow. By my mouth, that half ago. Seven weeks ago. Oh, my God. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. I, told you, I told you they're all blending together. Six it's one day at a time. I mean, this year has just kind of flown by, right? Well, that, I thought that the COVID year when everybody was in the house, but like we're out, we're doing stuff. Yeah. I, somehow I'm still got that brain fog. We're like, yeah, no one stayed in. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel mm. like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm definitely not back to normal or like do it. I'm not. <laughs> can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> right there with you. I realize right also I can no longer hear that. Ha- you can hear much better through your hat. This one covers my ears. Oh, I got it. Yeah, Sushi, though. <laughs> looks good. Looks good there. All right, what? Haven't we mentioned? We covered a tremendous you amount of ground today. Oh, Instagram dumped off. All right, yeah. fair enough. I guess uh, we've gone over an hour. We 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 have uh, covered the things that you've got coming up. Right, the new show, the book's coming out new in twenty twenty two. Book sometime twenty twenty two. If you want to get a, a great print, don't call it a poster. It's a print, archival print on museum grade quality paper. Archival paper, yeah. Archival I saw that. paper makes it special. Type you know museum quality and FelixHulse.com. There you go, and that's a numbered set. There, are, the, get this while you can. Seventy seven of them. But when they're done, there's still the original painting. And you're going to make an NFT out of that, right? <laughs> this is not an <laughs> NFT. <laughs> Are you going to get into that at all? People, you know, they've been telling me for six months, dude, let's do some NFTs. People go, are asking I, me too, and I go, I, I still, still don't know what it is. I don't get it. I got a Hot Wheels. I got a this. I got a that. What's an NFT? You, know you take is? a picture of all that, digitize it, and now it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. You know, I was in the Need for Speed game 2015. I was in this thing called CSR Racing. I was almost feeling that digital world. I'm already there. But I think the problem, not the problem, the, the hook with NFTs is everyone goes, yeah, but so-and-so just sold one for $80 million. But that doesn't that's mean anything that to me. That's not guy. a real number. Yeah, right. it's not There's a-, a lot of people that can't sell an NFT for five bucks. Right. So, but everyone's like, no, everyone's making billions of dollars of That's right, everyone is. Everyone's doing that. Bitcoin or whatever it is, right? You're missing the mark. Yeah. <laughs> go buy some gold bullion or something. <laughs> Get some gold teeth. Uh, if you watch the internet, we're all just collecting gold for the Anunnaki. So, yeah, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> Everything is um, uh, conspiracy theories and... I'm just uh, reading the subtitles. Mm. Huh. For what? Life. <laughs> Magnus Walker between the lines reading subtitles uh, how do people follow you 
Uh, I guess on the Instagram. Gram, that's kind of it. I've got a website. I never put stuff on it. Though. You got Big the YouTube friend. channel as well. At Magnus YouTube Walker. YouTube channel, yeah. Magnus Walker. Haggerty Show, the big thing with Magnus Walker. Starting January 16th? 17th. 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 Bi-weekly. The big thing. The big thing. The big thing. thing. That's what we're And it about. starts with the Mercedes, right? Starts with the W194 Mercedes. Yeah, and I think I'm going to roll into the F40 night shoot and then sort Beautiful. of flip-flop around. And the good thing is all shot here in LA. You know, it's almost like... I don't quite know why I traveled for the other show. We did like four episodes in New York, which were fun. But yeah, anything you ever want to shoot that's car related is within 50 miles of where we sat right here. That Volvo, you had to go to the Volvo, though. The Vol- that was well, special. That three, was special. The three million mile Volvo with Nino Gambino, who was Irv uh, Gordon's mechanic and friend for over 30 years. That was special. I mean, to me, that was the, my favorite out of all of them. It was emotional having met of before he passed away back yeah. in 2014. Actually getting to drive the car. Which How did you drive? Because I've driven those cars before. How did this one drive? Well, it was in the rain. It was summer in New Jersey. It moved around a lot. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a special car. It was super enjoyable. It was easy to drive. Oh, that's good. It handled okay. But it was more about just that moment. It was a very memorable moment. And... Uh, Nino, the mechanic, still texts me. He's just super down-to-earth guy. And that car's owned by Volvo. They own the car right. now. So that's a special car with three million miles on it and one guy that owned it and all these stories. That's what I mean. That one, that one, that whole thing was so emotional and yeah. special that you had to go for that one. That was a great But episode. the other ones, eh, I see your point. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool cars in L.A., so we'll, we'll see how that season goes. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. And you know the studio is yours whenever you need it. All right. We'll be back next week. Lay down some tracks. <laughs> I know he means it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not messing around. <laughs> uh, follow Magnus Walker all the places. Uh, follow Hannah Elliott as well. Yeah. All the places. She's over here auditing. Auditing. Unofficially. Unofficially auditing. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, your new life of old Nicole. For now, still. Right? Yes. And I'm... What are you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the real place. Jay Ryan... One one one, right? It doesn't feel right natural now. rolling off your tongue somehow. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I, but you know the story, right? Yeah. Not only did they hack, but they somebody went and like took every possible J, uh, Mr. Uh, J Ryan one 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 or Good Vibes one 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 or like any possible uh, incarnation that anybody would reasonably go with and just parked them all. So you know what I mean? Like so, th- it was deliberate. It was definitely deliberate. Why do you think? <laughs> Try to silence me, Meg. <laughs> Way too important. My voice is too important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Trying to keep a good man down. Uh, who knows? Uh, it'll all get worked out. Thank you for caring. Thank you for your help getting it resolved, though. Uh, I love you, Mrs. Ryan. We all love you at home. We love you, mister. I feel the love. We love you, Hannah. Um, we love you at home. Please love one another. And um, let's see. Tomorrow's GBBC. We're back on Tuesday. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's it. It's the last show before Christmas. We'll be back Tuesday and Thursday next week. Just us. No, that's it. Love everybody. See you out there. You're on fire. I got hot in here. I got four legs. I got the thermal, the t-shirt, the sweater. (laughs) Yeah.